The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. It's a hump day here in the U.S. Virgin Islands. And welcome to another edition of Analyze This here on your NPR station. In the U.S. Virgin Islands, WTJXFM, 3.1. My name's Neville James. Got a great show. Line up today. Uh, two of my favorite people are going to be joining us. In the first hour, we're going to be talking local health. I think we just uh, lined her up. Uh, the boss medical director is going to be joining us in hour number one and then in hour number two uh, my little uh, midweek uh, Bush T me and uh, Mr. Dwayne Henry the counselor uh, we're going to be talking um, local and national politics and we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, Wall Street and all that uh, good stuff which is ideal for today because you know every day we incorporate um, our COVID data which we haven't given up on, even though there were some, including the president, who was saying the pandemic's over. We know differently. And uh, we include um, uh, marketplace data as well to let you know what's going on because everything is uh, integrated. So this uh, this show really should be a walk in the park. Should be, in principle. Not only because of the, the, the subject matter, but the good people that are going to be joining us. Which brings me to the notorious Ty Camille Hunt Caesar, medical director, Madam Dean at UVA. Uh, good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, man. Everything good? How the family? Everybody's good. That's good. That's good. No. My mom, my mom had um, surgery a couple of days ago on her foot, elective, but so she's a little bit miserable, but she's recovering. <laughs> Compounding the miserable, you know. <laughs> but we love them. We love them nonetheless. That's that's not up for debate. Um, get, yes. And get well, mommy. Get well. Um, this is today, January 11th. Man, the year flying by fast, Madam Dean. I know. I mean, before you know it, they're gonna be the middle of the month, and then February looking at us. What's going on, buddy? Well, that's good. Well, you know, we must be must be having fun if the days are going by quickly. That's good. Now, check this out. You went on VK late last year, and one of your fellow cabinet members sent me a picture of you. That was a quality. What, what I was uh, that you were hanging out with out in the, out in the wilderness? Those were like, though, I think they were, I, I, I don't know why I'm saying spider monkeys, but they were like, I can't remember really what exactly type of monkeys they were. Yeah. But that was the Dominican Republic. Those were the most cutest little monkeys ever. Ow. Oh, the, you, you were in DR? You're in the yard. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, up in the uh, 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 up in the hills? Uh Punta Cana. Punta Cana, okay. Um, yeah. yeah, it was it was you, the that excursion went up in the mountains a little bit. I've never been to the Dominican Republic. Tell us a little bit about that. Is it nice up there? It's nice. It's very it's uh so I so I have 
um, mixed emotions about Hispaniola because um, I've been to both Haiti and the Dominican Republic. So when you go to Haiti and then when you go to the Dominican Republic, the landscape is completely different. Mm -hmm. So the Dominican Republic is very um, green and it is um, it's, it's beautiful. It has beautiful um, um, landscapes. They have a lot of they they you know their agriculture is is. It's plush. It's 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 there. That industry. It's it's large. They have a lot of various crops that they grow. Um, but interesting, like coffee, cocoa, and then fruits, uh, bananas. It's 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 uh, it's very pretty to to drive through the you know the country and see the different um, the different um, scenes scenery. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's it's nice. It's nice and. You know, it's 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 very it's very island like, so it's it's always good. I I, I like to understand the history um, and the culture when you're going. And um, we had a very very knowledgeable <coughs> tour guide that gave us a lot of the history with um with you know with the, uh, the of the you know the country, the way that the way that it's governed, and a lot of challenges that the people have to have to bear. So it's it's very um, similar to a lot of developing countries, but they are making a lot of improvements. But it was very, it, it was, it was nice to see. The people are very friendly, and um, and and it, it was a, it was a good, it was a good vacation. That's good. What, what's what's painful about going through Haiti? Oh, so it's completely different. So you see the start, like you, even when you're like flying over. You can literally see the the, the border um, with the change from the from the green to the the brown and black um, you know landscape. Wow. So there you, you can you can see that there's a definite um, change in in the you know um, not not so much of the, the vegetation. It's just it's it's, it's different. Um, but I've been to the central plateau in Haiti, outside of the 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 actual city, like uh, away from Port-au-Prince, and it is green there, but it's very sparse uh, in the rural areas. There's not a lot of um, it's not as it's not as populous and um, it's not as crowded, but um, you have a lot more um, more you have a lot more green land, but it's it's definitely not. Um, it's not cultivated and it's not um, it's not used. So it's but you you can it's it's just very different. The resources in Haiti are tremendously um, are, are a lot a lot less than you know than in the Dominican Republic. But both countries still suffer from um, you know for uh, you know for for in 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 regards to development mm -hmm. and, and and you know and and GDP. So it, you know they still have a lot of work to do, but it's very it's very different. And um, but Haiti breaks my heart because it you know the the resources are so limited and and the people are suffering. Wow, wow. and we hear we hear that, but now I'm hearing it uh, up close and personal. That, that that's unfortunate. And you know we got history with um, Dominican Republic. A lot of our uh, indigenous Virgin Islands went to Haiti. Went to um, Dominican Republic to. To work, you know, back then, you know, the uh -huh. the sugarcane industry. In fact, that's yeah. why that's why you have. Um, we've had, you know, uh, we found this out, you know, um, baseball players. Yeah, if you notice, um, folks from Haiti and I mean from uh, Dominican Republic and Cuba. And I had this conversation with somebody last week. Y you'll find that um, one of their names are English and one is Spanish. You right. know, and and that's because of the the mixing. 
of 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 cultures and what have you. So. Yeah, interesting that we get the up close and uh, personal perspective. That's nice. So, um, you you from a from a, from the naked eye, you're saying that that this is just your perspective, and I ain't blaming nobody or nothing. That dr is more green than yeah. than 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 Port-au-Prince and 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 Haiti, right? Absolutely, you can you can see you can like if you're flying over you can absolutely see the stark difference when you when you move from the Dominican Republic to the Haiti mm-hmm. and the the you know the borders are uh, you know are are you can see the they have they have um, cities at the border where you ha- where you know where where there are migrant workers to come over just for uh, the the employment opportunities and um, you know it's just it's 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 just sad. Does it make you appreciate being a Virgin Islander more, having seen that up close and personal? Yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's when you when you think about living in various different parts of the world. I always I always think of you know of places like Haiti, and then even I've been to areas abroad, um, and when you think about all the things that are going on in the world, I always, I try to even talk to my daughter and I, and I always think and say, I'm very, I'm very happy and fortunate that, you know, that I live, that I have the opportunity to live where I live and are not in, you know, conflict zones. And there's so much trauma um, that people have to, have to endure every day psychologically and physically in war zones, conflict regions. And I, I say all the time that, you know, at least, you know, we have all, we complain about all this stuff, WAPA and, you know, and high prices of, of everything on the island because we're on an island. But, I mean, when you look at it, you, you take it all into perspective. I'm just, sometimes I just have to say, well, I'm just happy that I don't have to wake up and, 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 and think that, uh, am, are we going to survive today? Am I going to be raped today? Mm-hmm. You know, are, are, is my daughter going to be able to go to school today? There's so many things that women and and other you know children um, pe- children have to have to endure in other places, and I'm just happy that you know that we you know that 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 I that I have the opportunity to live in an area where I don't have to have to to endure those challenges. And then it always brings me back to, to to home, to places like Haiti that, you know, which are nearby, which is why I came back to the Virgin Islands at home. You know, I, I always wanted to perhaps maybe go to other places uh, far away, you know, maybe, you know, in Africa, you know, when you think where, you know, like, oh, I'm going to go to a place that really has need. And, you know, and then I think of places like Haiti and, you know, and, and in, that are nearby in, 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 our, in our neighborhood. And I'm like, well, I can't give my, you know, give, give myself to other places when the Caribbean is, is you know, has a, has a big need. So that's, that's one of the real reasons why I came home. And, and that really, I attribute that to my dad. He actually planted that seed in my head when I was trying to make my plans to go away. And he was like, you know, you, you can't, you can't go away. You know, like, you know, you, you, your, your, your island needs you. you. The Caribbean needs you. If you want to go somewhere else, go to, go to other islands in the Caribbean that, that need you. But, you know, think, think of the places that also need you in your neighborhood. And, and as an infectious disease 
specialist. Um, I'm sure you, you just looking at it. Um, I don't want to speak for you, but you know, obviously, you as a doctor, you have uh, a high sensitivity to the well-being of, of of communities and public health. So you, when when you when you see that, I'm willing I'm willing to bet that your first inclination is, are these people going to be okay? Do they have resources? Because um, we're living in a time now, and we're just uh, we're an endemic coming out of a pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. You know that that has to be of of major major concern where you're uh, from where you're looking at it. Absolutely, but you know when you're a public health student and uh, is someone who is in the field of public health, you really realize that, um, or I should say that it was. It, when when you learn about the core principles of public health and what it means to take care of a community, you you know it, you don't need that much. I mean, I you know it's it's everyone. We always think of well, we don't have this, we don't have that. But then when you sit down and you just break down public health at its best and understand the social determinants of health and what it takes to actually improve the the lives and just to provide treatment with what you have it doesn't take a lot and it's it's easy to 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 just to to break it down and try to um just treat what you can and 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 focus on disease prevention which are which are public health core concepts so it's it's really it's really nice and it's and it's easy to achieve that in small communities or communities like this where um, where you know we, we can pool the resources where we can and work together and we did that with, with the COVID pandemic with uh, with the you know the leadership of our our wonderful commissioner uh, Commissioner Canacion you know she she really got everybody together and said listen we don't have a lot but we have each other and we're everybody's going to pitch in and we're all going to be able to get to get through this but everybody has to be on board and that's just that that's what public health is it's just understanding that you know you're going to you be, if you don't have it all you we're going to we're going to make the best with what we have and we can do it it's you know it's just we have to just go back to the basics and understand that nutrition has to be good you know you have to exercise you have to just um, prevent what you can using basic basic techniques and and then yes ask for help and assistance from our you know federal partners and you know and 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 the the little of the the small amount that was allocated or the the i should say in in perspective the smaller amounts because of our jurisdictional population you know that we got it was it was enough and you know, just working together and uh you know is is exactly is, is public health at its at its best no yesterday me and uh, a total stranger um, went at it on social media uh, about the pandemic, specifically COVID uh, and the vaccines. And, you know, they, they, they are trying to imply that, you know, um, young people suffering um, heart issues, uh, heart attacks, uh, and it's been because of the vaccine and all that stuff. So let, 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 let me get into to our topic here. My position is um, we're learning as we go. That's number one. Number two, vaccines have been in effect for a long, long time, providing, uh, you know, a, a support 
um, mechanism for us um, as a society, as a community, via public health. And um, so my argument is I'm not in the business of speculating, but how do we know that the impact of, uh, of, of these young people, of course, you know, last week, um, Monday night, we had a situation in a football game where a football player was impacted, had cardiac arrest and all that stuff. And, of course, they say that they, they're assuming, they, they are speculating that's a blunt trauma issue, what have you. Yeah. But, but my, my, my question is this. How do we know what we're dealing with is because of the vaccine or is because of COVID? How, right. Okay. Aren't, we still, aren't we still gathering information and, 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 and you know, incorporating yeah. studies and things of that nature uh, before we arrive at, at, at this? Well, it's, it's because of the vaccine. But how do we know COVID? It, it, this isn't a mid and long term impact from being infected by COVID. Sure. So a couple things about, <coughs> about this, this whole conversation is that um, just I, I, I'm not on social media. Like at all, I, I I'm not mm-hmm. okay. I it was, you know, I didn't have time. Maybe it's my age, you know. I didn't have time. I never got into it. It's and it's it's very that that whole discussion is extremely dangerous. What you just said because mm-hmm. most people, most of the time, that conversation probably would have never happened at the post office or at the grocery store if you ran into that person because they're for whatever reason people get very brave. And courageous when they are talking to on, total strangers, <laughs> talking to total strangers, and just saying whatever they want to say, and just perpetuating the misinformation that they are that they are reading on the internet. So that's what I'm going to say about that. The the to, to address the actual content. It's well, you know something, no, but we're right there. So before we we going to break yeah, a little while, so I don't want it to start, and I gotta stop you twenty seconds. And okay. so what are we gonna do? Sure, no uh, well, let me let me let me um take it back to the top. Uh, we got uh, medical director for the uh, government of Virgin Islands, um, Dr. Ty Camille Hunt Caesar, a dear friend, near and dear friend of Analyze This, um, joined us early on in our existence. And we got three-year anniversary coming up in a little bit. Definitely gonna have them back on on that day. Uh, so we're gonna take a break. When we come back, um, we'll talk about where we are with respect to the pandemic and, um, you know, clear, clearly the discussions that uh, folks are having, whether it be speculative, real, things of that nature. Be back right after this. graduated from high school in the U.S. Virgin Islands, don't be stuck with college debt. Create your future for free with Free Tuition Plus at UVI. With Free Tuition Plus, your tuition is covered. Plus, you can use additional financial aid to pay for room and board and other expenses. At the University of the Virgin Islands, you'll receive a world-class education with opportunities to study abroad and gain hands-on experience. Choose from 99 majors, minors, and certificates on campus and online. Visit www.uvi.edu and apply today. Hi, I'm Peter Sagal. You spent the week listening to the news. Don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on Wait, Wait, We Give You a Chance to Impress Your Friends with Your Knowledge of International Incidents, Political Gaffes, and the Latest Advancement in German Nudists? You'll be the life of the party or the death. Either way, you'll make an impression and you can thank Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. 
your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. If it's happening around the world... NPR's Frank Langford is in London covering this one. Hey, Frank. Good morning. Cuba is experiencing its biggest anti-government protests. If it's happening here at home... On a blistering hot day in Twin Falls, Idaho... On the northeast border of Mississippi, where the river nourishes rich and green... Morning Edition from NPR News will take you there, wherever the story is. Listen every weekday. From 6 to 8 a.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1. These days, people go to great lengths to shed the stress of daily life. There's acupuncture, deep tissue massage, meditation, yoga... At All Things Considered, we offer our own type of healing, invigorating news stories that span the rainbow of human experience. Nourish your mind and escape from the ordinary. Weekdays on All Things Considered from NPR News. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. Back here and analyze this, um, my good friend, uh, Taika Mjohan Caesar, the doctor, is making an analyze this house call on this beautiful Wednesday here in Paris. By the way, I forget to ask, the weather is lovely on this side, um, Dr. Hunt Caesar. How is it on St. Thomas? I believe it looks lovely. It is a beautiful, bright and sunny day this morning. That's what I'm talking about. I like that. So, let's get back to it. You, 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 we already established the part that when people talking to total strangers, they get very, very brave, right? So we, we, so we go put that. Sorry. We we go incorporate <laughs> that from a contextual perspective into yes. into social media discussions. However, sure. let, oh, let, let yeah. we talk about the reality of what we're dealing with, the the sure. learning as we go, and how we could continue mm-hmm. to build public confidence because I know we are Correct. talking about science. The floor is yours. Sure. And so the 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 additional sort of background that we have to talk about, again, with social media, and then just in this era where we... I'm so sorry about the background. <laughs> um, so the, um, the, 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 er- the era that we're in now, we have all the information at our fingertips, right? And it's not necessarily that... Uh, it's, we don't know exactly if this information is correct. So you have... Everyone has access to whatever opinions that, you know, where, whether it be fact-based or not, um, that everybody has. So that's, that's also what we have to um, sort of like battle and, and try to, you know, try to educate and, and make sure that people are getting the, you know, the, the correct information. Now, as it relates to... Go ahead. No, 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 no. I, 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 I got one of our listeners... Uh, call uh, well, actually, ask a question. So uh, I, I wanted to, I wanted to allow you to continue to to, to speak yeah, to okay. that background, and then um, we could start the sure. question. Thing. Yeah, no. So the, the, that's it for the background. But then, as specifically for the content, without trying to get into a two-hour dissertation on, you know, COVID and on, um, you know, the details of molecular genetics and, you know, how vaccines work and how viruses work. The real answer is that um, putting it putting it in in basic basic con- in a basic context, there are 
many things that vaccines could potentially and very rarely um, um, uh, um, uh, provide as um, as side effects or potential um, adverse effects. Mm -hmm. And it happens very rarely. It's unfortunate that with the, you know, with this era of information sharing, it comes across where, um, you know, you have a small amount of individuals who might have this um, potential side effect, and then all of a sudden it's, oh my gosh, these vaccines cause this. No, it doesn't. The real, the real, the reality is that if you look at vaccines and viruses on a whole, right, if you have a potential side effect that might happen or an adverse effect, unwanted effect that might happen from a vaccine, the reality is, is that that actual unwanted effect happens exponentially more likely and more, more, more times if you have the actual infection. Mm-hmm. So if we're talking about the, the, the myocarditis that might happen or the inflammation of the heart that might happen for, uh, you know, that with, with, um, with, with vaccines, the truth is, is that with actual COVID infections, it happens literally like 10 or 20 times more likely so it's a flawed way of thinking to say, I'm not going to get the vaccine because I might, it very, very rarely might actually have this information on the heart. Because if you don't get the vaccine and you actually get exposed to the virus, which is very likely that, you know, that people will get exposed to viruses that are just having around, you are more likely to actually get uh, you know, inflammation of the heart or, or myocarditis or even more symptoms or more more consequences by just getting exposed to the virus. And that is what you are alluding to and saying that most people are actually having a lot of these potential, you know, complications because they're actually being exposed to the virus. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize that, you know, that they think like, well, I never got COVID. Oh, you don't know that you got COVID. That's right. Because remember, people will have various symptoms of getting COVID. Some people will not have any symptoms at all. But you still might actually get some of the, the complications because of the underlying inflammation and and uh, you know and 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 processes that happens on the cellular level that you don't even know. So you know everybody is going to respond and react in a very unique and different way that you know that will only be determined until you're exposed. So all of that stated that, and another thing is that. Everyone wants to talk about, oh, all of these people are having all these heart problems. Well, where's the data for that? Because that's not what I'm seeing um, locally. And, you, you know, just because you're hearing and you heard that my brother's cousin's roommate sister, you know, got the vaccine and then she ended up in a hospital and everything. That's not, that might not even be true because it, it, it really isn't. That's not what's what's happening. Literally, locally, we're not collecting that data. We're not. We're not. We're, we're tracking it. We're not seeing those. You know, those, those manifestations. So a lot of this chatter about oh, are these things happening? That's th- those are people just you know being mete and want to just perpetuate and spread the misinformation so that they feel better about them not getting the vaccine. Which honestly, at this point, is just fear and nonsense because. You know, it's 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 just and, you know, and then just wanting to, you know, to be with the crowd and and just feed into, you know, whatever, whatever type of, um, you know, 
you know, it's peer pressure. So if their friends aren't getting it, they're not going to get it either. You know, well, 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 let me let, let me touch on one of the, the 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 back and forths I had with this total stranger, where they're saying with the new variants that we've been exposed to, and of course, you know, we had the original strain, then the Delta, then Omicron, and then the the um, the different numbers and all that stuff, right? The BA one and BA two, right, and all that stuff. Um, their argument is, um, well, if the vaccine that you're taking um, isn't um, protecting you against the new strains. Why take the vaccine, right? Okay. So, right. so, 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 on on its face, that may be a legitimate question. But let me ask. Oh, right. the, so, let me ask. Let, 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 let me let me compound it by asking this question: um, Isn't the vaccine, by definition? A mechanism to put your body in a position to protect itself from Correct. potential so, si- from, yeah. from, from from sickness or specific sick- sickness. Let me ask it that way: general sickness so or remember, specific sickness. So remember, the vaccines have always been um, been our protection of severe illness and death. And this is a very big misconception that people think. People think that. Oh, you know, like you're supposed to get the vaccine and then and then that's it. Like, you know, nothing is supposed to happen at all. Like you're not supposed to get sick and, you know, and that's it. Like you have this protective shield around you, you know, with with Captain America standing in front, like, you know, blocking away any sort of virus that's supposed to happen. If you are if you, if you expose if you get exposed to the virus, OK, the vaccine is literally just a protective mechanism that arms your body with antibodies immediately that will that will start to fight the virus and pre- and prevent you from having severe disease and and you know keeps you out of the hospital and keeps you from dying that is what that's what the misconception that everyone thinks so and also the idea that these vaccines are resistant um, to the current strains is not true either the best the best tool that we have to prevent any sort of um, bad outcomes with with the with the current the current circulating strains are the vaccines. The vaccines, the bivalent vaccine that we have now, has been made specifically to protect you against the most current circulating strains, and that's what vaccines do. Vaccines are tweaked and changed and customized for the the the, the changes that occurs with viruses all the time. We see this with the flu. This is not a new concept. And, you know, it's only it's only, you know, trivial um, and, 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 and politicized by, you know, by, by people nowadays because because they want it to. But the, the, the reality is, is that we have been like you said, we have been studying and perfecting vaccines for over a century. And literally, it is something that is, is uh, you know, has been has been perfected and, and, and made safe. Over years, you know, vaccines weren't perfect when it started happening. It's not perfect now, but literally it is, um, we, we have the best mechanism to make sure that that they are doing what they're supposed to be doing, that they're effective, and and, and even before, they, and, and then after that, making sure that it's safe, that it's safe for everyone now, to, to now, take. Now, being on this show, you know, I've, I've become a whole lot more learned, you know, studying about this whole process that we've been through because we 
coming up on a three-year infamous anniversary here in the Virgin Islands in March. And one of the things, uh, you know, Dwayne Henry, who was working at the Department of Health, and he, he, and this is something that I incorporated in, in this conversation with the Total Stranger on social media, that, uh, so let me ask you, did the SARS um, pandemic or, or um, window that we went through in the early part of the millennium, I think it was like mm-hmm. in 2002, did that, did that help us, did that help us, when I say us, you know, humanity and the medical profession, in, in looking at, at, at how we can address, you know, putting together um, mechanisms, i.e. vaccines, things of that nature, yeah. with, with COVID-19? Because that's what uh, yeah. I thought he doing, Henry told me, that helped them. Uh, because one yeah. of the arguments with, with, the, with this vaccine is, look how fast they put it together. My counter argument right. is, well, actually, uh, we had we, experiences we, we from 20 years before correct. that assisted yes. us to accelerate the process. Speak a little bit Absolutely. to that, if you will. Yeah, so, I mean, you said it perfectly. So we've had, um, so this wasn't the first coronavirus that actually, um, came, you know, pro, uh, had pr- produced an epidemic. And the SARS epidemic, uh, the first SARS epidemic, um, you know, the researchers jumped on it to, to say, well, listen, this is something that could potentially um, be a very public, a, a huge public health threat. And it, thankfully, it was contained and it didn't blow up to pandemic proportions. But every time uh, a new a, a new virus um, comes up and, and, and poses a threat to humanity, the researchers step in to say, well, you know, that, you know, how do you how do we how do we get rid of viruses? Well, we get rid of viruses by, by with vaccines. And that's a well-known established fact. Um, so with the SARS, the, the first SARS outbreak, um, vaccine research uh, was done um, using using that virus. A lot of people don't know about the MERS-CoV virus, which is another coronavirus that happened in the Middle East. So, you know, it only, only you know, most, you know, the, the infectious disease community, you know, where, you know, we, we study and we follow the, the stuff. But there was another coronavirus, um, the, the MERS-CoV virus, that came, that, that, that if, if you were coming out of the Middle East, Saudi Arabia, or anywhere there with uh, with a cough and um, and respiratory illnesses and ending up in the hospital, you know, we were like, oh my gosh, is this MERS CoV? And you know, and we would, you know, we would be very, very, we would pay very atten- much attention um, to to making sure that that this wasn't something that you know that was spread outside of the Middle East. And again, thankfully, that was contained and it didn't come to pandemic proportions. But that was another coronavirus in which we started to say, okay, well, we have to study this. We have to try to get, you know, re, um, vaccines and, and, you know, medical countermeasures in, in case these viruses start to become pandemic like we've seen with the flu. So we've, we've used these coronaviruses that came up in the 21st, in the early 21st century, and, and we've studied it. So, you know, the, and, and MR, these mRNA viruses or vaccines, I should say, um, were, were studied using these, these prototypes. Uh, for for the entire um, you know first two decades of the 21st century, so you know, but but again, that's not that's not something that the general public would have known. Mm-hmm. This is something that you know that 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 is that that's reserved for scientists and and the medical community. Um, so you know the idea the idea that you have people with such um, big opinions about you know medical research and science if you're not if you're not if you're not an expert in the area you know then it's really difficult it's it's really difficult to form an educated opinion 
on, you know, and to be, uh, you know, really, really knowledgeable about what is happening in, in, in the scientific field. Question from a listener. Can, and they, they say she, but we're going to say she. I'm going to say, can the good doctor speak to the future of the vaccination schedule? What is no, up, up, to, up to date these days? Should I plan to get a booster okay. every six months? Is that, is, I think it's a legitimate question yeah. in that regard, Correct. from that perspective. Um, right. The, so if this, this, these subvariants have been so unpredictable, mm-hmm. and I think that they are doing a very good job at trying to look at what's circulating and trying to come up with the, 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 new, you know, the vaccines uh, as, as the threats arise. And honestly, if I were to guess, I would say that it's probably going to be maybe like a maybe maybe an annual thing, almost like the flu. Um, understanding that there's going to be resp- the, the, there's a respiratory season, if that makes any sense. No, I will get into that because it's, yeah. it's no secret you that know. for the last, I'd say four four um, first quarters of the year, the winter season, that that this thing yeah. will take off. The winter, yeah, the, the winter months, you know, this is when you have um, a lot of the respiratory viruses, which is why, you know, I love I love talking about infections in general. But honestly, I want to shift from just talking to COVID to talking to the respiratory yeah, viruses. Man, yeah, yeah, we're going to get to that after the break, for sure. Yeah, yeah the, way that, the way that I think about it now is that, you know, COVID, should, people should be faring flu as much as they're faring COVID. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then we're, you know, now we're talking about RSV. You know, RSV has been around, around forever, you know, and we haven't talked about it until this year, which I just think it's, it's, it's very interesting. You know, it's the, the behavioral, behavioral science is interesting to me, you know, like we're only now talking about RSV and RSV has impacted infants and immunocompromised adults for since, since before I was born, right. you know, so I mean, you know, it, and it, this is, so we need to understand and respect that, you know, the way that these respiratory viruses work, but also understanding that even though there is a respiratory season and you will have peaks, we live in an area where we will see these viruses in small peaks and troughs throughout the year because of our where we live in the tropical field you know, or, or region and we have transient visitors all the time that will give us these viruses um, over, all, you know, over the entire year. We're going to take a break on that note. Got uh, Dr. Taika Milhansiza joining us this morning. Awesome discussion. Be back right after this. Banking for your business. At Bank of St. Croix, our mobile apps provide access to business accounts on the go. And our merchant card services accept credit and debit payments anywhere, anytime. Plus, the online banking platform means your bank is always open. Bank of St. Croix has two locations. One in Gallows Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. BankofStCroix.com The news nowadays is a bit like our weather, much more extreme. The headlines that grab the most attention generate a lot of heat and not much light. On 1A, we rely on your questions and stories to help us better understand the issues that demand more than a few tweets. With your help, we'll get to the heart of the story together. Catch 1A at its new time. 
Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. During a busy day, it can be hard to make room for even one more thing. So it's a real plus that All Things Considered from NPR News is great for multitaskers. You can confidently add being well-informed to your to-do list and know that you will get it done. Whether you're cleaning out your junk drawer on a quick drive or something else, listen to All Things Considered every weekday afternoon. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. He said that black smoke was constantly coming out of the burn pits 24-7. And my reaction to it was like, wow, that doesn't sound very safe. Wonder what that's about. And in my mind, I couldn't imagine at the time that type of system operating could potentially harm our service members. Journalism that seeks and reveals. That's on point with me, Magna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. And we're back here and lays this great, great uh, midweek discussion with the one and only uh, Ty Camille Hunt Caesar, um, medical director for the government of the Virgin Islands and the founding dean for the University of the Virgin Islands um, Medical School. Um, good morning once again, Madam Big Good morning. Shot. Glad to have you on. <laughs> so, um, you say you were uh, very, very um, open to discussing um, not just COVID, but the fact that, um, you know, infectious diseases. And, and viruses um, are, are a part of life and that um, it would be in our, our best interest to have these discussions so people could be more knowledgeable, which of course is what Analyze This is about anyway, wanting folks to be more, more knowledgeable at 10 o'clock than they were at 8 in the morning. Um, so if you will, um, break that down because um, you're pretty much articulating a necessary learning window for communities. Not just the Virgin Islands, mm-hmm. but public health in general. Correct. So I, I just think that, you, you know, there's so many viruses that circulate. And what people don't realize and understand is that they are, viruses will affect, will affect everyone differently. So whether it is influenza, whether it's RSV, or respiratory syncytial virus, whether it's COVID, um, you know, there's there's so many other viruses that I can list. Um, you know, that I can list you that I can list and, and say that you wouldn't even like you know realize. There's you know there's metanumovirus, there is parainfluenza, there is adenovirus, there's echovirus, there's enterovirus, and we can actually test for a lot of these viruses in the um, at the hospital, and um, it, you would be you'd be surviving rhinoviruses, you'd be su- surprised as to what we pick up when we are looking, because we're always like, oh, this is COVID, it's COVID. And it's like, no, it's not COVID, but it's like, you know, it's something else. And they're very sick. And people realize, what, you know, like, I was tested for COVID, I was tested for COVID, it was negative, it was negative, negative, and I'm feeling so sick. And I'm like, yeah, because, you know, there's, there's other viruses other than COVID that can affect you. So um, it's just really important that we, that we understand and, and, and know that we should actually 
be protected for the things that we can be protected for. For example, I am someone who has just, you know, just would get sick. If somebody have something and they walk in a room, I don't get it, okay? That's, that's how I used to be, you know. And so um, when I started getting the flu shot every year as an adult, you know, as a medical student and everything, you know, whatever, it, th- those illnesses just, you know, got, got, got so much easier for me to combat. Even if I did get something, you know, I, it would, I would get better a lot quicker or I wouldn't even get um, sick as often as I did. And, and that's, just, that's just common sense, that we should protect ourselves against the things that we can protect ourselves for. In the event that we do get sick, we don't, you know, you know, we don't have to, you know, we don't have to worry about the other things that, you know, that our body is already armed and protected for. And then sometimes we can have cross reactivity against these, um, against these immune responses that can, that can allow us to be better. And that's just the flu. But if you're an adult, and it, or if you are over 65, or if you are someone under 65 with with chronic medical problems, especially respiratory conditions like asthma, you should you should be vaccinated for pneumonia. You know, so a lot of people think that you know that vaccines are for children, but that's a very miscon- big misconception because um, you know when I bring people to see me all the time, I'm always screening them to see, okay, what adult vaccine do you need to get now so that we can prevent you from getting ill in the future. Very, 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 very astute. Now, um, we're looking at these numbers, like I had to pronounce mm-hmm. it in St. Thomas, and it's, it's, it's consistently uh, in double-digit actives on a daily mm-hmm. basis. We're also having a high number of tests. Um, recently, yesterday's data um, had um, 415 negatives, but 30 positives. Um, the ratio, you know, just under 14 to 1, um, and it's not a bad ratio yeah. given given what we're seeing on the mainland where um, the positivity rate's at 15%. This number right. here has us about anywhere between 6 to 8%. Um, what are we learning as we go along with every, like we mentioned, every January to, to March window, yeah. a lot of congregating um, right. folks, folks, um, you know, contracting the virus, what have you. Is natural immunity uh, uh, a part of um, why we're able to combat this um, from a from a Somewhat. from a standpoint that 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 we don't have a lot of deaths when you look at it because we're talking right. about four hundred and four hundred and sixty two thousand four hundred sixty three thousand two hundred and seventy seven negatives from its inception. Our death number, even though we wish the number was zero, is at one hundred and twenty seven. That's minute, minuscule. Yeah. It, it, it's a bunch, it's many, it's multiple, multiple factors that are playing into the, the, the idea that, you know, that we look like we're faring better. So first of all, the EPI report and, you know, and the way that we can actually provide these numbers is really unreliable uh, because at this point, you know, people aren't testing. If they're testing, they may be testing at home. It's very difficult for us to get those reports. <coughs> um, and then um, some people are, sometimes we get, you know, we're getting a lot of these, some, if, you know, a lot of these people are, are testing, yeah, because maybe they're symptomatic, but also sometimes we have a lot of tests because of procedures. So the, the data is just, is, is very difficult to interpret, right, um, sometimes. The feel, just, you know, my instinct and the feel, just from what I'm seeing and treating and, and understanding, is that, you know, we're, we're in a surge. We're seeing a lot more numbers now because 
you know, these things happen, these trends happen, like, around this time. And regardless of us not kind of having the same sort of, like, oh, it's winter and we're all going to be inside, right? Because we, in a traffic, so we, we outside, inside, no matter, it's the same temperature all year round. But the fact is that we do see the, the same trends that, that happen on the mainland, typically because, you know, during the winter months, the tourists come in on here. And, you know, so we're going to be exposed and we're going to see usually the same trends that are happening on the mainland. The reason why we're faring well is for a bunch of different reasons. Number one, this is a third year going into the pandemic. The pandemic is the, the, the effects of, you know, like the, the, the brunt of the illness is not going to happen forever. So at some point, like you said, because of natural immunity, because of more exposure, <coughs> It's naturally going to, we're going to have some um, an improvement in the way that we respond to this infection. Now, is it all natural immunity? Absolutely not. Because we know, and we've studied this virus to know that it's, 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 it's a wimpy virus, meaning that even though it brought us to our knees and, it, and we had a very dramatic response to the virus, the immune, our immune system does not, because of the nature of the virus, it doesn't, it doesn't provide a very strong, lasting um, immune response. It goes away very quickly. So if when I say it's a wimpy virus, that's what I mean, is that it's not like the chicken pox where the memory cells and the antibodies are going to remain there for, uh, you know, for life. That's not this type of virus. This type of virus, the immune, the immune response wanes very quickly. It goes away a lot faster. And it varies. You know, it could be one week in, like, you know, a very extreme, you know, rare instance. Or it could be all the way up to a year or a year and a half. Some people are just, most people are going to be right there in the middle, where it's going to be anywhere between two to six months that you're going to have, like, lasting um, immunity from a natural infection. But also, we have vaccines. So we have people who have vaccinations or immunity from vaccines on board, which gives you a much longer response. In addition, we have medical countermeasures, antivirals that are here. So we are promoting the use of, you know, the antivirals if you are over 50 or if you have any underlying medical conditions. You should take the antivirals, just like how if you get the flu, you should also take, you know, an antiviral. And that's because it's going to help you get better quicker, but it's also going to decrease the risk of you transmitting the virus to other people. So there's a bunch of various reasons why we are, we, are, we are seeing better outcomes. It's not just because of one thing, but it's because of time. It's because of natural immunity. It's because of the vaccine. It's because of the antivirals. And it's because we just, you know, we're, it's, it's, it's our, our bodies have been exposed to this virus a little bit more over time. And eventually, at some point, it's not going to be as dramatic as how it was in 2020. Let me ask this final question. Go Take us back to 2020. I'd say around June, May, June, or July. That's our time there where we were mentally transitioning from the, you know, the zombieville world that we mm-hmm. were living in where everything got shut down and all that stuff. And, mm-hmm. and, and the medical profession, um, I was starting to look at the CAT scans and all that stuff. And one of the things that were, was really frightening for me was, um, you know, the, the, these in, internal, uh, uh, these machines that I got in the hospitals where I could see the, the internal color of a body, right? And um, they, would, they, they, would, they, they, would, they showed a picture of uh, the heart and the, the area, the color of it, you know, 
compared to the color of it after they had been exposed to the to the, to the virus the and and mm -hmm. yeah the lungs yeah and so we're looking at um a, a reddish color versus a blackish color afterward as a doctor wasn't that scary when, when you saw Absolutely. that given given what, what, what this it virus was doing to folks internally yeah. Absolutely, and it was even more scary when you actually lit, like like compared how the, how what the people's symptoms were. So a lot of times, you, sometimes you have people coming in because you know they broke their elbow or whatever they fell, and you know you got a CAT scan and you'd actually see it, and you'd be like, listen, like you you know you test them, you're like, look, you have COVID, you have COVID pneumonia, and they wouldn't have any symptoms at all. So that was the most scariest thing wow. to understand that like that that even with an asymptomatic infection that you can have such dramatic clinical manifestations in the body, which honestly will probably have, you know, long-term complications, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you know, which is, which is a scary thing. And, but honestly, but again, this is not something that is, that is unique to COVID. We understand and know that viruses have consequences um, long-term, and we've seen this in many different viruses. We've seen this in Lyme's disease. We've seen this with influenza. We've seen this with, um, you know, other viruses that cause meningitis. You know, there's some viruses that actually attack the brain cells and, you know, and, you know, and because, because of, from respiratory illnesses, you know, somebody will say, oh, you know, I've had, you know, I, I had a cold, you know, you know, like I was sick with a cold a week ago. And then they come into the emergency room because they have the worst headache of their life and, you know, and their neck is sick and, you know, you know, and they, they have a viral, you know, brain infection. And it's because of a consequence of a respiratory virus. Wow. And these things have long-term effects. These, these are things that, you know, that we, that we have seen and studied and understand, which is why we were so, um, um, why we put so much emphasis and focus on disease prevention which is really what the last thing I just really want to want listeners to understand is that it's not like, oh, we want to give you this, this, this vaccine or oh, we want to give you this. No, we would like to arm you with the prevention and the protection so that you don't have to worry and about the long-term manifestations that can potentially happen with, uh, and with, with, uh, with a real-time exposure. And we don't want to see you in the hospital to then say, oh, you know, I should have taken the vaccine, should have, could have, would have, you know, like this is, this is disease, this is public health at its best, disease prevention and vaccines are tried and true. And the, all, all of the, the, the noise that people hear and the fear is, is perpetuated, you know, on, on social media. And I really want people to go back to, trusting the, the experts and understand and, and asking the questions to the people that will give you the right answers rather than go into the, you know, the, the sea of, of misinformation and, you know, and just drama for no reason. Like the, you can't, you can't weed out the facts on WhatsApp and, you know, and Facebook and, and, and TikTok. It's not, it's not going to be there. You have to go, you have to go to your doctor and you have to trust the, the people who are taking care of you. And again, the same people that have been taking care of you, you've listened to, and you know they, you know, you trust them with everything else. And then all of a sudden, no, I don't want his doc, right? And then you you you're looking for side effects, <laughs> but you know, but the side effects of the doxycycline 
for the step track so that I gave you for the chlamydia and gonorrhea, right? That I just treated you for. You didn't look that up. You didn't look that up. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't look and see all of the, the possible side effects that could have happened, right? But because you really needed to get that infection treated. You didn't even you didn't even look at me. No, me me got time me got time to go to like fix me up ASAP. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? But like but but you know, so I just I just want people to understand and trust the, the, the medical professionals. At this point, the best way to protect yourself against any of these viruses, if there's a vaccine for a virus, you need to take it. Like, you know, like you just need to take it because you know, you, you can't see it, you know. And we shouldn't be, we're not going to live in a world where everybody is going to be cloaked and masked. We're not, we're not going to do that. That's mm-hmm. not, you know, our, we're not designed to walk around with masks all the time. Yes, we need to do it, you know, if it makes sense and, it, you know, for common sense purposes. But when you walk into a, into an area, you're not, you're not going to always be masked and you're not going to be able to see those, you're not going to be able to see the virus in the air. That's right. And you have to breathe. You have to breathe. That's we right. all breathe. We That's breathe, right. we talk, right. we eat. You know, so just, you know, get get the things that, that, are, that can protect you. And, you know, and, and you know, and it's the best, you know, it's the, it's the best thing for you. It's the best thing for your family. It's the best thing for the community. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank Madam Medical Director, Madam Founding Dean, uh, Taika Mil Hansiza for joining us this morning. Ex- excellent discussion. Thank you very much for joining us. Appreciate you. Thank you. Have a good day, okay? Okay, you got right. it. Good. Bye-bye. That's uh, Dr. Hansiza, Virgin Islands Medical Director. We take a break. Be back. Got some boys to you. And we're going to continue this topic a little bit, but we're going to talk about some other stuff as well. Be back right after this. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. 1A is your place for daily conversation with thoughtful guests and listeners from around the country. Fridays are home to our news roundups, where we answer your questions about the biggest stories of the week. I'm Jen White. This year, we continue to celebrate your freedom to listen, weigh in, and share what you're curious about. And with your help, we'll get to the heart of the story together. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. Hi, I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! Democracy Now! features ideas and voices from some of the best minds of this generation and previous ones, including activists, muckrakers, visionaries, artists, risk takers, academics, and just folks, as in the most just folks who share a commitment to truth, democracy, justice, diversity, equality, and peace. Catch Democracy Now! at his new time, weekdays at 10 a.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1. 